so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Saturday, October 10th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz, uh, a show where I talk about the many lives, loves, and lotto numbers of a person named this Joe Batanz. He talks about it ironically on a show that has his name on it called This Joe Batanz, right here. On Afterthought Media. My guy said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. Today's episode is for Saturday, October 10th, 2020. Uh, We are going to... Not much happened today because there's a lot of work today. However, things have happened in the past few days and it's been a few days since we spoke. And we'll cover on that. We'll talk about those things. We're going to talk about it all. It's all going to be a fun time right here on this Joe Batanz. Oh, you know what? I remember. I was just thinking the other day how much I like... I know we did it as a joke a few episodes ago, but I really like having the relaxing spa music on in the background. I was the wrong thing. All right, here we go. And so I'm going to put it back to the quiet, relaxing, soothing sounds of the spa channel. So uh, when we last spoke, it was on Tuesday night. And I shared with you that I was... I think a little anxious. Not really, though. But you know, you always have this trepidation because my mom was going to go in for a procedure on Wednesday. She was having what's known in the business as an endoscopy to look at a cyst on her pancreas. Now, of course, become a hypochondriac, uh, but a more detached one when it isn't me directly, but still obviously emotionally invested when it's my own mother. I did a lot of research on pancreatic lesions, and that's why I wasn't too worried. Uh, They're actually fairly common, especially in people, especially in women of a certain age. And my mom is a woman of a certain age. And uh, literally 98% or more of the time, uh, only 1% to 2% of the time, are they even uh, anything to worry about? And even when they are something to worry about, they're not pancreatic cancer. It just means like, oh, wait, this could turn into cancer. And they choose to do one of two things, either to monitor it or if it looks serious enough to actually perform surgery and take it out and then monitor it still and make sure it doesn't come back. But it's not pancreatic cancer. It could be cancerous. And... uh so she went in for the procedure, and, you know, I was pretty calm, but, you know, you still have it in the back of your mind with what they're, you know, still 1% to 2% of the time. Um, and, um, but uh, luckily it turned out that, uh, so it was it was a simple procedure. So, so my 
they, my dad dropped her off at eight in the morning and then uh, they called him at around 10 a.m. to come pick her up. And um, they gave my mom the results right then. And uh, and everything was all clear. It's just a normal cyst that they actually drained. I know I'm giving my mom's medical information out right now, but um, it's my mom's cyst that they drained and all's clear. So that was fine. The thing is, though, and I don't know if I talked about this, I was just really annoyed because I do think my mom has what borders on uh, uh, Munchausen syndrome. And I don't think she makes herself sick. I don't think she fakes it. But I do think she relishes in the attention from being sick, if that makes sense. So in the days before... Uh, endoscopy leading up to oh she was on the phone constantly oh constantly on the phone uh, telling people like oh you know yes they're checking to see if I have cancer which I mean I guess in the most technical sense they are but she was making and everyone was like oh we're praying for you and it, it I'm telling you I really think it's a, this generation just the way Trump is like yo ho look at me I beat COVID woo you know, I think that I don't know. I think it's these boomers are kind of a problem. I'm not gonna lie. I think boomers are kind of a problem. I think they all have the same like parents, and I think, and I'm hearing about other boomers, they just have a lot of weird boomer issues. Maybe they'll say the same about Gen X in 25 years, but uh, yeah, a lot of boomer issues. I don't know, not a fan anyway. So, uh, there is that. Uh, what else happened? Um, oh, I had a, a, another BetterHelp appointment, uh, on Thursday. And, um, it was fine. It was interesting because, uh, I don't really have a lot going on and I seem to be pretty well centered right now. Like, nothing terribly dramatic is going on in my life. Aiden and I are, really great nothing to really complain about there and um you know my mom was fine everything in my family is fine everything seems to be stable in my family uh my personal life seems to be fine career wise i know i bitch about stuff on here a lot but i'm actually really happy um it's weird because i feel like believe it or not because it sounds strange i feel like coronavirus really prevents me from really growing this more and i and i say this in a in a in an abstract way because how i mean why would coronavirus have an effect on the podcasts you make and i think the reality is that you know a lot of my podcasts are about me and my experiences and when my world is that small then my experiences are very limited, which makes it harder to create content. You know, when your world is so tiny, it makes it harder to create content. And, you know, honestly, too, um, I had big plans for 2020, as I'm sure we all did. Uh, and uh, coronavirus just fucked that up. Like, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted, and Laurie was on board about this, but like once Drag Race season had, was was I don't remember when I was going to do this, but I remember it was the plan for 2020 was to start doing um, monthly comedy shows with Lori live shows. 
so that people in the LA area, it would be a combination of a people who listen to our show in the LA area could go, which probably two people state of Bree and, um, you know, a few others, uh, would go. And, but then we would do, it would start off small, but it would grow to be a mighty bunch. And then that might grow the, I was trying to find other ways to grow the podcast numbers. And I felt that meant going out in the world, meeting other podcasters. I was lucky enough to meet with the You're Welcome America boys before COVID happened. But, you know, going out in the world and meeting people and engaging with people and doing things for the podcast that promoted it. And that, you know, that COVID put a dent on that. Also, you know, uh, uh, you know, that for instance, Lori and I had that show Breaking Legs where we were going to go to high school musicals and review them like serious journalists. We did two or three episodes and then, um, uh, COVID happened because the, the bulk of, uh, at least Southern California high school musicals happen in the spring, uh, into the late spring, like March, April, and May are the big months for high school musicals. And so that, you know, didn't happen anymore, you know? So it's, uh, it's kind of a downer, but, uh, so I'm trying to find a way. I think right now I'm just coasting on what we can, but like in terms of creatively. And I think, you know, the other thing too is I'm going to be taking a hiatus from mid November to mid January. Now don't worry. Don't worry. You're going to get content. Okay. Trust. Trust and believe, Mama. You're going to get content. So you, know, you guys won't feel a thing. You guys won't feel a speed bump at all. But uh, I think, and I think a lot of my exhaustion that you guys unfortunately experienced had to do with sort of my where I was mentally. Because a year ago at this time, I was doing a lot of work recording season five, season seven, because I was anticipating taking two months off in the summer. And so I wanted to have content for that time off. And because, you know, historically, RuPaul's Drag Race has taken the summer off. You know, they do All-Stars first in winter. And then in the spring, they do the regular flagship season. And then it ends in early June. End of story. They're gone for actually for more than the summer. They're gone until the following year. And they switched things up this year. I didn't know that. That's what I didn't realize last winter. I was in my vacation. So I was working super hard for a vacation. I didn't realize I was actually in my vacation. So now, uh, I, I've planned this two month break between mid November and mid January. Now look, there is a chance. Remember just two years ago, they started all stars around Christmas time. And there's a chance that could happen this year. But at least if that happens, well, I'll have had a month off. Okay. I'll have had a month off. All right. Fine. You know? Uh, and even then I had, I, I, I don't have, I can only do that one show. I, 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 it's, it, it won't even be that bad. I'll just be doing that one show. So, uh, it, it, so I think, you know, when you're expecting to be on vacation in the summer and then you're not on vacation in the summer, you're actually working. 
and you've been working really hard for like with no vacation for a long for a long stretch, you get tired. And then on top of that, my grandparents died. It was a lot going on this past summer. And I think it just exhausted me creatively. Look, I'm still exhausted creatively, but the difference is that I because I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and then it's all taken care of and it's all gonna be good. I'm in a much better mood. I'm in a much better place. Okay. So that when I come back, so I'm going to go in, I'm going to go out happy. I'm like, yay, I'm on vacation. This is kind of the way you feel like in May and June when you're in school, you know, like, yeah, you're in school. It sucks, but you know, summer's right around the corner and it's going to be me. You know, I have, you know, my winter break right around the corner and um, I'm going to be really excited about it. And, uh, and then when I come back, can you imagine just a refreshed, ready to go Joe Batanz? He's had his two month break. Ugh, it's gonna be great. That's why I'm so happy now. I think that's why there's nothing going on. So anyway, so when I had my appointment with David, there really wasn't that much to talk about. Uh, I'm going to get a little political for a second just because, um, oh, that's something we haven't even talked about there. I wanted to give, you know, I'll give an update too about drag him out. Oh, drag him out. Okay, so look, as probably most of these things work, I'm gonna this is probably gonna come together very quickly, very last minute. But here's the thing. So the history with drag him out is this. I may have given it before, but it's gonna give us a little bit of uh Oh, and I'll give you some drama too with drag him out. Oh, interesting. Um it's gonna give a little bit of backstory to what I'm gonna talk about anyway. So my my friend Vanessa, who is a political activist and very successful one, contacted me and asked if she could have my help with this project they were working out to mobilize young LGBTQ voters. Okay. And I was like, sure. I'd helped her before when they were doing some sort of young person event. We did an interview with Tomas and, and he, he sort of helped promote the event. And she told me how they want to do a thing where they get drag queens to do help people get to the polls. It was very vague. I don't even think they know what they wanted to do. And I was like, sure, sure. And the next thing I knew, and I think this is what these activists do, it was this, oh, yay, Joe's going to run this for us. Ha, 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 ha. We're going to give him the tool. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. When did when did this become Joe's running this for you? But you know, in thinking about it, I was like, oh, um, I really should do something to give back to my community, you know, and so and and to really help get Trump out of office. And if I can do anything, I will do it. So I agreed. And it was we were going to enlist Brett Baxley. And I think I don't he might still be on board. Uh, and. Thomas was going to help everybody until we had our meeting with Brett Baxley. But what I've sort of learned is that these organizers don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I actually think, and this is sort of my hot take on this, having having been in several Zoom meetings, having been on, on several phone calls, I think this organization in particular, I'm not saying all organizations, but I think this organization in particular they're really great at mobilization and they're really getting shit done, getting shit done, but they have no vision. So there are all these people, these soldiers, if you will, who want to do good things and have the power to get things done, 
But the problem is, is they don't have anybody to tell them what to do. And I think ultimately it's what they wanted me to do. And I think, and this is probably gonna have to be my thing starting next week or starting tomorrow, is just be that bitch and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay, you, you go here. We need this. You, you go here. We need that. We need this person. We need that. I need someone to get it and, and, and then just make it happen. So at first I was trying to connect them with my friend Carlos, who lives in Florida, which is a very important state for them to, to organize this thing. And Carlos has been around the block. And what's funny is I finally get him and he's politically active, told me he was helping with Biden's campaign and doing stuff for them. And I was like, oh, yes, because this bitch, he's been involved in like the gay shit and the Latino shit and everything. He's just connected. He's a gay Florida puppy and he's just getting shit done. And uh, so I called him. He, he, he generously donates his time and he's talking to me and Tomas. And Tomas is like this and that. And they're, they're talking. They're speaking the same language. And Tomas is like, okay, I'm going to email you right after this, Carlos. And I'll email you this. And I'll email you that. And Carlos is like, great. So um, they we hang up. And Carlos immediately texts me. And he's like, listen, I've dealt with these queens a million times. I'll be shocked if she emails me. They're super flaky. And I'm like, no, this kid has his shit together. He's going to email you. You'll be surprised. And in fact, even like an hour, within an hour of talking to Carlos, uh, Tomas has sent me a, a sample letter that he sent that he wants to send to people and like celebrities and stuff like that or their agents. He sent me talking points. He sent me a whole bunch of things and they're just waiting for the higher ups to approve them. So I'm like, all right, this bitch has her shit together. The next day, Carlos text messages me and he's like, see, I told you she never messaged me. And I was like, Ugh. so yesterday, uh, Friday, after I that was like Thursday, after I dropped off the microphone to Adam. Oh, you don't know who that is. <laughs> Whole other story. Can't get into it. Uh, I, um, Drove by because we have a plan now. So at, then after the phone call with Carlos, actually, we decided both uh, Tomas and I decided, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we, instead of we doing the uh, the flagship, I'm using that word a lot today, the flagship event being in Florida because it seemed like it was going to take a lot of work and, and where nobody's there. Why don't we do it here in L.A. and it'll inspire other organizers to do something and I don't think it's going to inspire other organizers, but I just want to get something. I just want to say that my the fruits of my the, the there were fruits of my labor. If that makes any sense. But we had a perfect idea, and it just worked out. Oh my god, there's an irony to this. Is one of those 24 hour very secure ballot boxes is right there in West Hollywood, literally across a very small street, a side street from the West Hollywood Hamburger Mary's. You guys are going to enjoy the irony of this. I now have to get a hold of Hamburger Mary's to see if they want to help sponsor this. Not fiscally, just by somehow getting the word out there through their people, promoting that they're doing this, a big Hamburger Mary's event. We're going to get drag queens involved. There's already a little bunch of celebrities who are willing to help. And so that's going to be a thing. So I call Tomas. And we're going to end on this sort of scandalous note. And I read her a little bit for not emailing to Carlos. And she's like, okay, she'll get it done and she'll do it. And then uh, 
we're talking and we just are shooting the shit because Tomas is this cute little like indigenous thing. She's five foot three, long hair, non-binary. And um, we're talking and he's talking about how he's having trouble meeting guys because LA is so fucking awful. And I was like, yeah, I agree. It's awful. It's, it's just white. Basic white guys looking for other basic white guys. But I was saying like, well, why don't you just go to East LA, girl? Just go in that. We were talking about that stuff. And he starts telling me how his type is a very specific type. He likes Mexican guys, Latinx guys, or indigenous guys, brown people, essentially, who are chubby and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and I was like, Aiden has nothing to worry about. This is a whole other conversation we'll talk about tomorrow. By the way, if you're worried, Aiden has nothing to worry about, right? Um, But it is interesting. It is interesting how when it rains, it pours, motherfucker. Anyway, we'll talk about that tomorrow right here on this Joe Batanz. And it's only located at one place. That is Afterthought Media. We'll see you tomorrow.